0: Kevin and I had an argument before worship. Yeah, I don't remember this, but go ahead. So <laughs> I, did, I, <laughs> I need help. I am up here getting ready, prepping for this message. Kevin's playing his little piano like he does, you know, like, like, like anybody can't do that, you know. But I'm trying to focus on messages like, bro, why are you wearing sweats? That's right. That's what I'm I like, like, these aren't sweats. That's what you said. That's what I said. He's like, those are sweats. I said, no, 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 no. These are Lululemon. Then I, specific, I specified, I said, they're joggers. They're, they're not. They're, are they not joggers? We, we need a, come on. This is ridiculous. These are not sweats. They're not joggers. They are Lululemon. Just because it's a brand doesn't this, make it a different category. Oh, oh yeah. That's category like in the one. South. That's like in the South we say, do you want a Coke? Well, we think everything is a coke, but there's actually Sprite. It's Dr Pepper. There's Mr Pill. Yeah, it's not all a coke. It's like it's not all. Does that make sense? What I'm trying to say? No. Yeah. All, right. all right. Oh, don't agree praise with him. Praise get out the Lord. Of here. Praise Leave the Lord. Leave me alone. Stop <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, I'm gonna get you some just so you have to wear your new Lululemons. Come on, morning. So good to have you guys here with us this morning. The worship is was amazing and. Entering into the presence of God, and um, we're going to read. Uh, I, we're in the, a series in the holiness of God. It's a three-part series that is six parts. So um, I, I've kind of run over. It. Gosh, it could be a, a million parts. So, but we are finishing up this week. Um, if you have some questions, this is a number that you can you can text a question in during the service. You're like, what was he talking about there? Text it in, and, and we'll try to address it at the end of end of the service, but we're going to open up with our scripture today. Would you stand with me as I read our scripture from 1 Corinthians 11? It says this in 1 Corinthians 11, 23 through 32. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant of my body. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for your son Jesus that some 2,000 years ago came and died for my sins that I might have life. God, we invite you into this place this morning. We say thank you for your presence. God, I pray that you would uh, do miracles this morning, that you'd restore hearts. God, that you would, would heal broken relationships. God, that you would uh, stir us up to be holy as you are holy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. This scripture and, and what we've been talking about in this be holy is I am holy, um, I, I want to talk a little bit today about the how and the why as we're kind of wrapping this up. I, I want to give you some, some, some legs to this and what it looks like. And, and, but here's what you've got to get out of your head. Holiness, walking in holiness as a believer is not for the advanced Christian, it's not for the guy that's been a Christian for 20 years. It's not for the evangelist, it's not for the pastor, it's not for it's it's for each one of us who is called unto the Lord. We're all called to be holy. First Peter 1:16, as we've read over and over throughout the week, says this: You shall be holy, for I am holy. Now, when I read that, when you just read that at face value, you go, that's mind-blowing. I, I don't, it seems too daunting of a task. To be holy as God is holy. Because if God is God and He's perfect and He's holy, how can I ever be that? See, because who God is, the essence of who God is, is holiness. Uh, it's, it's, it's It's who He is. It's what He does. It's what He thinks. It's what He desires. It's what He speaks. Everything He does is holy. Just like you and I. You look at that and you go, ah, "I quit." H- how can I walk in this holiness that you talk about? How can God, who's the Creator of heaven and earth and perfect in all ways, say, "Be holy as I am holy," because I'm an idiot? There weren't a lot of laughs there. That's kind of a bummer. That was like a that was a that was a punchline that people laughed. Go, he's really not an idiot. It was sarcasm, but apparently I am an idiot. Okay. <laughs> how do we walk in this holiness? What what does that look like to walk in holiness as men and women? Holiness is a byproduct of daily encounters with Jesus. We've done the last two weeks, I don't know how, we're back-to-back marriage conferences. We flew to Austin, Texas last week. I know that that you had Guy here last week. I heard he did a great job um, when he preached, and and we were in Austin, and, and we taught like I don't know, six sessions and with, with about 300 people. It was fantastic, loved it. And, and then last, this Friday, Saturday, I can't keep it all together, we were in Oceanside teaching a, another marriage conference. And, and, uh, um, and, 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 and when you look at the parallels here, it's, holiness is a byproduct of daily encounters with Jesus. You know what a relationship in marriage is? It's a byproduct of daily encounters with your spouse. It's It's no different. It's this daily meeting her along the way. It's the calls, it's the texts, it's the emails. I don't email her. It's the calls, it's the texts, it's the seeing her, it's going on the walks with her, it's all of these things. It's the culmination of all of this that makes a relationship with her. And in our relationship with God, holiness isn't something that we just declare. It's a culmination of a daily encounters that we have with Jesus. Here's the problem. Some of us don't have daily encounters with Jesus. And when we don't have that daily encounter with Jesus, what happens? The holiness seems to wane a bit. And the way that I I, I can walk in this holiness in in, in in a regular way is to encounter Jesus when I wake up. To encounter Jesus when I'm driving to work. To encounter Jesus throughout the day. Jesus himself said it this way. Give us our daily bread. He didn't say give us bread for next week, next month, next year. He said, just give me the bread, the daily bread. I've got some here. Give me daily bread just for this moment. So many of us are so geared to look to next week. We're so, so used to thinking about what about this and what about that and things that haven't even ever come to pass. And Jesus says, sit in the moment. For some of us out here, you, you just got to stop and just, just sit in the moment. We were, I was back before service and all the babies seemed to congregate back there. I love it. And we were talking and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this. Tell me your baby's name again. I'm so sorry. Clementine, that's right. How do you forget that? That's just a phenomenal name. And I'm looking at Clementine and she's just beautiful. And then, and then being the, the encourager that I am because it's a gift that I had, I said, well, wait till Clementine gets 22. It'll be a different game. You know, I'm like, I'm like I love looking at Clementine at this, this beautiful months old and just the innocence and all that and, and uh, where does time go? And I'm just saying, enjoy each moment with Clementine at this age. It's a, it's a gift. And, and, and what Jesus is saying here to you and I is this. That, that, that you encounter me each step of the way throughout the day. If you want to walk in holiness, if you want to have relationship, there's this constant, this, these regular encounters that happen. And unfortunately the church doesn't have those encounters many times. Those encounters start here. We talk about this all the time. And we're going to continue to talk about this. Encounters with God happen here through word reading and journaling, to taking his word each and every day, and, and just digesting it, and just eating it, and standing on it, and owning it. And, and it's not like this i comp- I gotta read my Bible for an hour today. It's not that. It's not this, I've got, if I don't read my Bible, I'm going to hell, or, or uh, the pastor's gonna know, or whatever you think. No, no, that's not what I'm talking about. A relationship isn't defined by a set of things that you have to do, relationships defined by things that you want to do. So maybe I wake up and, and I turn and it says, I happen to turn here, Uh, Lamentations 2, it says, how the Lord in his anger has set his daughter Zion under a cloud. Whoa, maybe I just read that. And I go, okay, God, what are you talking about there? And I wrestle through it. And then as the day goes on and I pray and I ask God, what are you talking about, or whatever it might be, or taking notes, that's just a random example. But but reading God's word and speaking and conversing with Him and the prayers and the conversation that takes on throughout the day, not just the moment I get up, not just when I eat my meals, not when I just go to bed, but throughout the day, there's this conversation the same way that I have a conversation with the one that I love each and every day. Throughout this day, there's worship. As we listen, there's musical worship. There's worship when I listen to those things that God has placed that that, that, that get in my soul, encourage my soul, that, that take me to a place when all else fails and you throw on worship music in the most difficult times in our lives with our children where we knew not what to do, where we're ready to just, you know, we don't know what to do. You know what she did? She put on worship music. And it changed the atmosphere in our home. And when we talk to our children and they struggle and they go through whatever they're going through, we said, just turn on the worship music. And they're like, ah, oh, please, not that worship music thing again. And, and it's just this battle. And then all of a sudden, we'll be walking through the house and we'll, go, we'll hear worship music. My first thought is, oh, what are they going through now? But um, I shouldn't <laughs> think that. Uh, but you'll hear these matters of worship music in, coming out of the children's rooms. It, it's It's nuts. But it's this daily walk. It's this daily relationship. See, word, pray, worship, and day equals relationship. That's a relationship with God. Not showing up to church on Sunday and saying your prayers at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's not worship. That's not a relationship. So let me give you, what are the legs to word pray, worship, and day. Like, like, you know, so many times we preach and we get, all oh, these big words, but we have no legs to them. We, we can walk it out and actually do something with it. Let me give you a couple things here this morning. Number one is to disconnect. Disconnect. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world. James 4 takes it a little deeper. James 4 says, you adulterous people. who Whoa. In other words, he says, you prostitute. He says, do you not know that friendship of the world is enmity to God, with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy with God. For some of us, we need to disconnect from those things that are holding on to us in the world. For some of us, I don't have it with me, you need to disconnect from this thing called a phone. You need to disconnect from this thing called social media. You need to disconnect from Fox News, from CNN. You need to disconnect from all of that stuff. Step outside of it if you want to walk in holiness. I I mean... About three weeks ago, you know, I'm, an, I, I'm not even on Instagram. I have a borrowed Instagram account from her so I can read some of her stuff. But I'm looking at it and there's this stuff I, you just don't need to see. And there's a conviction. I'm like, I just need to disconnect from this crap. Why? Because I want to walk in holiness. I want to walk in holiness. Number two, you need to flee. You wanna walk in holiness? You better be quick. I got new sneakers on. I hate the word sneakers. I got new tennis shoes on. Nike outlet. $89. Regularly $149. I feel great with my joggers. You need be, you gotta be ready to flee. Second Timothy 2, 22, flee the evil desires. Genesis 29, we know the story of Joseph 12, or maybe we don't, but go back and read it. It's a great story. She caught him, Potiphar's wife, by his garment saying, lie with me. But he left his garment in her hands and fled and got out of the house. He fled and got out of the house. We were, Eddie, can we turn the heat down now? Is everybody all right? Is it too, I, I'm like, maybe because I'm yelling, I'm just sweating up here. I'm sorry. Um, we, so this, yesterday we did a panel, a marriage panel. So Chris and I and another couple and and uh, the, the pastor that had the church and, and we're, Answering questions, it was crazy. They like ask, ask any questions you want, and I mean, like, eighty percent of them were sex questions. They're Like, oh my gosh, I'm sweating up here. I feel it's just embarrassing, you know, these questions. But but we got to one uh, question about uh, adultery and cheating on a, a spouse, cheating on another, and 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 what you do. And 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 I'm trying to be pastoral, and and I'm I'm like, well, you know, you start with repentance, and you you pray, and you seek God, and. And, and I'm, I'm feeling like the spirit. I'm like, man, this is really good. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, this 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 hand comes over and grabs the mic out of my hands, her, and she's like, just stop it. Just stop it. Stop doing it. Stop doing it. I'm like, oh, my gosh. It needed to be said. Flee. And it... Sometimes you got to be able to flee. You want to walk in holiness? You need to be able to get up and get out. You need to be able to stand up and say, this isn't the place I need to be. You need to be able to get off that phone and say, I don't need to be on this right now. You need to be able to turn off that TV or turn off that radio or whatever it is and say, I don't need to be a part of this and flee. Third one is, sounds obvious, obey. I mean, the fact that we have to say this Tells us of our depravity apart from Jesus. First Peter one five says this, Be holy in all you do. For Samuel says this, to obey is better than sacrifice. That God's like, I don't want your sacrifices, I want your obedience. And we go, oh, God, but I gave at church. I came to church and I read your Bible. He goes, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for obedience. You want to walk in holiness? Then take this word and eat it and own it and let it go into your soul so much so that you're obeying these words, not just looking at these words, not just reading these words, not just repeating these words, but literally be and obey. You, you want to walk in holiness? It's a matter of obedience. The last one I want to... I said last one, you guys got all excited. You're like, man, we're getting out of early today. <laughs> last one I want to kind of camp in is to commune. It, it, you want to walk in You want to walk with a holy God? You have to commune. and And I want to talk about... It, Communion, we're going to receive communion, but, and, and what that means, to commune, because to commune is to converse. I love this definition. I don't know who said it. I just stole it, but so I say this all the time. To commune, that was kind of funny. Isn't that what you do when you don't have a quote for it? To commune is to converse confidently and sympathetically. It is represented in both Hebrew and the Greek by several words literally signifying to speak. It's defining a relationship. To commune with her is this 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 level that I walk in with her where there's a sympathetic heart, where there's a a, a, a a, a, a caring and a loving and there, there's this confidence that I have in this relationship where I can say and be exposed and she can see everything about me and vice versa. To commune with her means those things. And, and to commune with God means to be confident in this conversation that you're having with Him. That He hears, that He responds, that He cares. It, it, it's intimacy. It's intimacy. To speak, to communicate, is to impart something to one another, to another, so that it becomes common to give and receive. It's just, see, too many times we read this word and and we just go, okay, doesn't it go both ways? God, what are you saying to me? Too many times we don't have an expectation that God will actually speak to us. We don't have eyes to see or ears to hear. We don't go in thinking, God, what are you speaking? We don't commune with God. We have a one-way relationship. Many times, me and, and I'm sure some of you, this one-way, God, this is what I need. Take care of this. God, settled, As opposed to communion with the Father. Common to, to the giver and receiver, or in other words, it, it's, it's about a relationship. To commune with God, to receive communion, as we're going to do in a little bit, is about a relationship with God. There's a holiness that's involved in it. To commune with the creator of heaven and earth, there's a holiness that is a part of that. This communion is an intimate conversation between you and the Savior. When we receive communion, we're having an intimate conversation with the creator of heaven and earth, with the Savior that died on a cross for me. There's, there's, there's relationship painted all over it. I want to show you what it looks like because I think it's important to see and hear, to see and hear. When you look at Scripture's Throughout scriptures, it it, it often says they saw and they heard. There's something to the audio and there's something to the visual of of being able to do both. And I want to show you, when you come, and I want to talk about this on two levels. One is your daily communion with God, your daily conversation with God. But I also want to talk about what we do every single week when you come here. We receive the elements, the bread and the wine. Now, part of the problem with that is this. Oh, we're doing communion again. Okay. And and, and I don't ever want communion with God, whether it be your conversation with Him or whether it be here when we receive these elements, to be, oh, we're doing communion again. It's a holy moment with the Creator of heaven and earth. Something happens in that moment when you come in faith and expectation. What does communion look like? Communion looks like a posture of humility. And, and, and when I do this, you've never seen me do this in church. I don't do this in church. I'm doing this as a picture. I'm not saying don't do this in church. In fact, some of you should be on your face in church. There are times I should be on my face in church in a posture of humility. But I, I want you to see the picture of humility, what it looks like. Because this is not comfortable for me. I do not like sitting on my knees before anybody. I'd rather be over top of them, throwing a left or a right. (laughs) I'm not in a comfortable position on my knees. Communion with God, if God is God, I happen to believe he is, the creator of heaven and earth, omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent, I take a posture of humility when I commune. When when you come and receive the bread and the the, the wine, there's this posture of humility that happens in your heart. And and it looks like this. The communion looks like this and, and sounds something like this. It's a reminder of who he is and his grace in my life. It's a as I as I hold the the elements in in my hands and it's 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 that communion of oh God thank you for your goodness in my life God in spite of what I see and what I feel and what I taste God thank you for your grace that washes over me It's a conversation that I'm having with the Creator of heaven and earth What does it sound like It's a reminder that we are not enemies of Christ when we have a relationship with him, but we are sons and daughters of the king. And and I come to this place of humility after a week that was complete show. And I've been a fool. And the enemy tells me I'm nothing. And the enemy tells me you'll never have victory. The enemy tells me I'm whatever he tells you. I go, no, 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 God, thank you that I'm a son, that I'm a daughter of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. The posture of humility on your knees is this posture that that allows you to go, oh God, thank you for who you are. Thank you that I'm a son, and with that sonship and with that daughtership, I have all all the access to the creator of heaven and earth that I want, and everything that you are. What does it sound like? It sounds like, Remembering there's a confession that goes with it. It it, it sounds like, God, forgive me. I did it again. Oh, God, forgive me. God, have mercy on me. It's the humility of saying, God, I can't save myself. This is not comfortable. It's not comfortable in it, it, when you do it, and I'm not comfortable here right now. It's remembering his brokenness. And his body, and oh God, what I did, you paid for with your brokenness on the cross. With your broken body, you paid the price for my, my sin. See, there's a power when we understand who we are and who God is. There's a power in repentance. There's a power when I say, I'm not in control. I can't save myself. I have trouble making it through the day or week not being an idiot, let alone my life. So God, thank you for your brokenness, your broken body for me. What does it sound like? It sounds like a remembering of the blood that was spilled for my sins. Jesus, I can't imagine. Jesus, I can't imagine you on a cross with your blood paying the price for my foolishness. God, that, that, that you would send your son that I might have freedom. Are you kidding me, God? How how do I not, in my heart, get on my face when I see what God did for me? I'm not good at it. But how, how do we not come before a holy God and rejoice in what he did for us? And it's this time of thankfulness. Oh, God, thank you. Oh, God, thank you. Oh, God, thank you for who you are and what you've done. And and as I'm thanking God, the last thing that I do is I I realign my heart with his. See, I, I take all that I am and, and, and I go, okay, I'm gonna, God, I'm going to bring it and I'm going to set it to the cross. And I'm going to sit under the cross and allow your blood to, to flow over my sin to bring me life. And God, I'm going to submit my life again at the foot of the cross to you. See, because this submission to God isn't something I do once. It's something I do regularly throughout the day. Because my spirit, my man, my, my who I am self walks away from that. 50 times a day, and i got to wrangle them back in and go, no, 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 let me go back to the cross. If I want to walk in holiness, if I want to honor God, if I want to love God the way He's called me to love Him, it's no difference in the relationship that I have with my wife. If I want to honor her, I have to humble myself. In in, in this time that I have with her, I'm not independent. I'm not free. I'm married to this woman. And there's, there, why'd you laugh? (laughs) There, there's, I am married to you. There's this, this, And it's the same thing in my relationship with Jesus. And I realign my heart with his. And at that moment, stand up. And I walk in freedom. I walk in freedom. No condemnation. There's no guilt. There's no, and the enemy comes, he goes, you. I go, nope, 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 nope. I got the blood of Jesus. And when the enemy comes says, you'll never. You go, nope, 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 nope. I walk with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And when the enemy comes and, and brings up this and brings up that and all these things, you go, no, 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 no. I realign my life with his, and he is my Lord and Savior. That's communion. That's communion. That's communion. It's a time that that we put him back on the throne in our lives. And yes, it happens Sunday mornings. Every Sunday morning we do it when you come here. But it happens Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays at lunch and Thursdays at dinner and Fridays at at 10 o'clock and Saturdays at 11 o'clock. and it, it, It happens throughout the week. That's relationship. That's communion. This is a holy time. We're going to receive communion a little bit, and it's a holy time. It's a it's a it's a sacred moment that I spend with the Creator of heaven and earth today and throughout the week. Now, Paul also gives a warning. I can't just throw out that and not. Paul gives a warning about the, this holy moment called uh, communion, and he says this. Basically, he says there are two types of people who should not receive communion, should not receive the the, the wine, which represents the blood, should not receive the bread, which represents the body. This is Apostle Paul, what he says. He says, least you do this and drink condemnation upon yourself. He says, don't do it. You're better not to even do it. And he, he gives two categories. He says, one, the ungenerated. Those who do not have a relationship with Jesus should not receive the the bread and the wine. Why? Well, if they don't have a relationship with Jesus, then they, they don't believe that his body was broken for them and that his blood was spilled for them. So then why would they receive or why would you receive communion if you are not certain of God's death, burial, and resurrection? Paul says don't do it. The second one is someone who does have a relationship with Jesus but is unrepentant, that is hardened in their heart, that has unforgiveness in their heart, that has anger in their heart. See, this this relationship and this commune that we have with God, the beauty of this relationship with God, is that at any moment when those come into my heart, I can go to him and I can be washed clean. And when I walk in that holiness, what, what you see over time is these changes in your life I always talk about, it. it's, it's not that sin completely goes away from your life, but the time between sin gets shorter, 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 shorter or longer, 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 longer. sorry. <laughs> Ungenerated and unrepentant, Paul talks to. He says, don't receive communion. Now, now here's the beauty of grace. Here's the beauty of God's grace. Today is the day of salvation. Look, you don't, you don't know Jesus. You have not accepted Jesus in your heart as your Lord and Savior. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. It says this in Romans 10, 9, or 10, 9 through 10. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, it says you will be saved for with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and saved. What is he saying? That when I go, okay, I, I want to commune with the creator of heaven and earth, what I do is I speak it. I literally speak to God. I do not want to be Lord of my life. I want to take my will and who I am, and I want to place it at the cross before you, that you might be my Lord and Savior, that you might direct me as you see fit, because, hey, you happen to be God, and see beginning to end and everything else. And I don't, I'm a created being, fallen, fallible, finite, I see very little, oh God, I have mercy, and that prayer, if you don't know Jesus today, you can pray that prayer, have assurance of salvation, and receive communion, what a glorious gift, what an incredible gift, what an incredible day, the beauty of God's grace is the second one that Paul said don't take it is like if you have unconfessed sin is that you get to confess sin. If we confess our sin he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins to cleanse us from our unrighteousness. You can walk out of this place no more guilt, no more condemnation. You can walk in freedom. You don't have to. You can forgive You can walk in the freedom of uh, the, the unforgiveness that binds you up. You can walk away from that. When we receive communion, we repent. It's a holy moment. It's a holy moment. Walking in God's holiness, be holy as I am holy, is a life full of moments. Throughout the day, I got some rhythm. Don't say it. It's this moment. It's that moment. It's the next moment. And God meets you right there. And you walk in holiness. Why is our holiness so important to God? Why is your holiness and my holiness? the holy? Because the holiness of God sets him apart from everything else. And he calls us to be set apart outside of this world. The world needs to see men and women who are other than what the world sees every single day. They need hope. The world needs hope. And when we walk in holiness as believers, there's a reflection that comes off of us. And that reflection is Jesus that reflection is goodness. That reflection is grace. That reflection is mercy. That reflection is, is, is God. And people go, they start to say things like, What's going on with you? How are you doing this? You go, Jesus. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm getting ready to preach my mother's funeral on Friday. And, and, and it's like this woman just reflected Jesus. It just would come off of her. And it was effortless. Effortless as we saw it. But what you don't see, what you didn't see, that I had the privilege of seeing, was a woman on her face in a posture of humility at 5 a.m. every morning, praying and reading. There's a posture that she walked in. And you tasted it, you could see it, you could experience it. You know why God wants you to walk in holiness? So others can taste how sweet He is. And, and it's in all different walks of life. It's with Abraham as he goes into houses and sets granite and it's it's you know and does what he does. They want to taste the fruit of who Jesus is. It's, it, it's 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 in the uh, the the tattoo parlor. You're not in a parlor, but you sell the the goods for tattoos. It's it's there. It's you know, the Gina in schools and these kids. They, they they want to taste goodness of of God off your life and and every aspect of our lives and what we do. God wants you to walk in holiness so that others would see Him. we lead into Easter, Um, we're we're going, I mean, we're in Lent season right now, and I want us to just wrestle and think about these things. And and, and leading into Easter, I'm going to talk about a, a series called Who's Eating Your Fruit, and and who's eating the fruit of forgiveness off your life? And who's eating the fruit of compassion off your life? And who's eating the fruit of change in your life? And, and, and who's eating the fruit of hope in your life? And then we have the Holy Week, uh, uh, you know, and then, and then on Easter Sunday, who is eating the fruit of resurrection? Because each one of you produces something. Be assured of it. You are producing something in your life. And people are eating it or they're rejecting it. I wanna walk in holiness so people eat the fruit of Jesus in my life. I don't do a great job of it. I drop the ball a lot and Jesus prunes me and I look for new fruit. Church, he's calling us to walk in holiness. There's no way around it. But it's not me, it's the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in me. That's the hope. That's the hope. And as Kevin comes up, we're, we're going we're to receive communion right now. I, I want you to remember this message each Sunday that we receive communion. I, I want this to be a holy moment for you. I want it to be that time of remembering, that time of confession, that time of of setting your heart right, that time of of thankfulness each and every week. And we're we're doing it differently right now. We have stations in the back, over the side, over to this side, and over back there. Communion stations. Prior to COVID, uh, we did this, and and uh, then we went to the little containers, and and. Uh, but I know prior to we had families that would receive communion together, but now we kind of sit in our seats and do it. Look, I, I understand if you're not comfortable with taking the bread and dipping it in the wine. No one's double dipping, I promise you. No double dipping. Um, and, and, and if you're uncomfortable, there, there are those little cups there. They're still there. But, but we have bread and we have wine or juice that you can, you can dip in. And uh, I want you to be able to take communion with your spouse or your loved ones. Grab it somewhere in the room. Kevin will just be playing. And uh, it's a holy moment. It's a holy moment. And I want you to grab a hold of it. But I don't want you to just grab it this morning. I want you to grab it tomorrow. I want you to grab it Tuesday. and Wednesday. Thursday, Friday, the whole week. Commune with the creator of heaven and earth. What a gift. What a gift. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this time. For your word, for these men and women. God, as we come and we receive communion together, God, that we would remember what you did that we remember who you are and who we are in Christ Jesus. God, that we would remember the broken body, your broken body on the cross and your blood that, that washes away our sins. And God, if there's anyone in here who doesn't know you and today wants the security of eternal salvation, God, that they would pray that prayer. God, I want you to be Lord of my life and I want to turn over control of my life to you. I know it's scary, but I trust the one who gave his life to me. Before you receive it, there's any unrepentant sin in your heart, any unforgiveness that you'd confess, and then that you would receive with joy. In Jesus' precious name,